You are now tuned into the Soma Live on Union and Metro podcast. I am Jerm. I am Jer. And I'm Mikey Beats. Soma Live was an all-aged concert hall with two locations in San Diego. First on Union from 88 to 94. Second on Metro from 94 to 99. We're here to share experiences from the best all-ages venue in America's finest city. On this episode, we have a special guest, Sammy the Sound Guy. We discuss what he sees from behind the soundboard, what bands he likes to see, and he reminds us to respect the sound gear because, hey, someone owns it. Let's go. Uh, we have a very, very special guest, a special needs guest. His name is Sammy. Uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, Ca- Castellano? Yeah. Sammy Castellano. It is so good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, for those that don't know, Sammy Castellano was at the original Metro, I'm sorry, the original Soma on Union Street, and he was also at Metro Street. And he did a, a little bit at the newer location, you said? Yeah. So you were there in the the beginning. Yeah. The very first uh, big show I think I did at Soma was like Nitzer Ebb was the one on Union. Nitzer who? Nitzer Ebb. Ebb. No industrial way. band. Wait was a, a minute. hard industrial no, I- band. Was that with ministry or? Yes. Okay. It was way, way yeah. back when. And it was. 88. Uh, basically, they were having uh, a disco shows there. Mm-hmm. And then they would have bands like once a month. So you, um, you weren't just a sound guy. You brought the sound also. I brought all the sound equipment. Uh, a lot of people didn't realize that uh, they didn't own that equipment. I did. And so I mm-hmm. use that equipment probably five to six days a week and for various shows. Like one night it might be a rock show. The next night it might be a reggae show. The next mu- night might be a, uh, a corporate gig. The next night might be a gig in the park. Now, did you leave the equipment there or you brought it out? I, I would take, if I was going to do multiple days there, such as like a f- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, more than likely I would leave it there. What year did you start Union, roughly, if, if you can remember? In the late 80s. Late 80s. I think yeah, it was like way before you guys were all born. So was, I think it was 88, 88 was I believe, when you yeah. first started, because I, I got in there late 89. Yeah. So Sammy was there before you were there. Oh, yeah. No, Germ. Sammy was yeah. there before me. Whoa. Yeah. That's why Whoa. he's the old guy. Wow. I, I was the old guy back then. In 88, because I was like 24, and most of the patrons that showed up were 17. Right. So they, they all were like, hey, whose dad is that? How did you as get in? As I walked through the crowd. How did you yeah. get in at, at Union? Um, like, well, actually, was- I, I met the owner um, at another place that I used to work. I used to work at a club called Rio's that basically in the 80s was a full metal scene Mm -hmm. and we had bands in there seven nights a week and i worked six nights a week there Mm -hmm. doing uh four bands a night and um i was doing like 24 different bands a week at that place right and i got contacted by soma saying hey we're gonna start thinking about putting bands in here and we're going to try to do this. And then different promoters would say, right. hey, we're having this big show at Soma. Um, we need production. So I would, I would literally bring in sound and lighting and just go through the chaos. It's, it's for the main 
Well, the main floor. Yeah, the main that's floor. What, that's what we call it, right? The main floor, and then there was a dungeon. The dungeon, I, I didn't do, uh, I think I only did like once or twice because I, it was just a sweaty pit. Yeah. And, your, and there was, there well, was there no was a money. House system. Didn't want your equipment to get no, destroyed. No, there down was there. no money. And, and no. so many days did I have to, uh, after every show, sit for a couple hours and repair equipment. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just mm-hmm. because, again, I said I needed this stuff for other events. You know, long story short, I appreciate music. I appreciate all respectful musicians. Mm-hmm. I've tried to teach everybody that I came in contact mm-hmm. with. I try to show them things. I think all of you guys had worked Sometimes for me at one time or another. Definitely. As a laborer. Happy cables. You know, as a pushing never. cases. I would never do anything. Yeah. No, ever. you did everything. For but, you. But it was great. There's, it was great. There's so, God, there's, there's so much that is going through my mind. Can we, can we talk about Rocket from the Crypt later? Uh, no. But no, the, the, the thing that I really want to talk no, about. No, no. I, I won't say that. The famous, yeah. the famous story? It's Definitely. Done. It's done. I love John Reese. Yeah. Uh, total, 100%. You, you guys um, kissed made up, huh? We did, actually. Nice. It was it's, a, it it was was a actually, strange it, thing. It yeah. was a very strange thing. I'll tell you guys later. Okay. It was but overblown. It was, and, it was great because yeah. it was like... Oh, so, so yeah, okay. Oh, so I'm never overblown. mind. Don't. I'm definitely, next, definitely, next definitely coming forward. up. <laughs> definitely coming back around to that. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I would really like to talk about um, like Union Street. Uh, you, you have a, a very, you have an amazing perspective of it. You know, we've heard Jerem's stories about um, about booking the shows and and all that. We have Jerry's stories about um, being in the audience and actually witnessing it. Um, what I want to know is, you were behind the, you were behind the soundboard. Yeah. You saw everything going on. Everything. If um, I had a partnership at that time, a business partner, and we would do on the main stage shows, we would run front of house and a monitor desk. Mm-hmm. So I would do one or the other. I'd either be up at the Crow's Nest mm-hmm. up in Union Street, or I'd be side stage. Mm-hmm. And it was trying to control chaos <laughs> because a lot of bands that you ran into, they didn't really get it. They all thought that we're playing Soma and this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Well, again, I tried to tell people, you know, this is a step and it's a great place to play and you're going to meet some great people. And that's how you build your fan base and your audience and you connect with people. But realize it's just a step and don't work for just this show. Right. You know, it's not just about this show. Sure, you give your heart out and you and you give everything you can, you know, for that one show, but realize you're going to do this tomorrow mm. or next week or next month. And, you know, and just play and enjoy that that thrill of playing and that passion of why did you play? Right. You know? So you've, like, as, as an employee of our subcontractor of a venue, um, you've seen a ton of shows. Yes. Um, you know, we're going to jump back uh, again to Union Street. We're going to talk about Metro Street, too. But at Union Street, um, who stood out to you as a band or 
or what type of bands or anything? Give us any kind of insight. Well, back back in that time, again, it was it was eighties, late eighties, early nineties, and stuff. So there was a lot of metal and rock stuff going on at that time. Sure, there were punk bands coming in and all this, but you would you would literally run into like the Sprung Monkeys, the Psychic Zoo guys. Those mm. guys were just they were performers. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. literally. You know, Psycho Mike was was <laughs> freaking amazing. He really was as a performer. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. a great singer, but a great performer. Yeah. And that guy, that guy was all heart. Mm-hmm. You know. And then Steve, like I said, from Sprung, yeah. that guy. You know, he'd come out in a monkey mask. What the hell's that all about? But it was cool. They sprung people the monkey. Remember that? Yeah. People remember that today. I do. There was. Yeah. There were so many times that I was so busy that I didn't really get to uh, build relationships with everybody. I don't remember names. I don't remember places. But if I've ever had a conversation with you, I remember your face for life. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? And I'll go, dude. And then we'll figure out. Where the hell we met? A lot of uh, uh, it, where no, no, where it was, uh, it was so cool. I yeah. mean, I was I was across the world, and yeah. and going through an airport in like Madrid, Bragger. and I literally passed some guy as as I'm going to my connecting flight, and this guy walks and and we both do the double take look like I know you, you know, and that's how small the world is. And it, it did take us a couple of minutes to figure out where we knew each other. But it was so cool to just know that guy's right there. Right. And yeah. we did remember each other by sight alone, but we had to put the, 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 the memory together. Right. And then once you do put that memory together, then it just flows, man. You, just, you, you really yeah. just start talking about, I remember this and this and mm-hmm. this. And most of the memories... Mm-hmm are the mishaps. <laughs> if everything goes perfect, you don't remember nothing. Exactly. <laughs> but the mishaps, you always remember. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. it was a little hand motion thing. But but, well, well, it, but it was but it was cool because because you 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 always remember that stuff. So, you have to remember, I mean, you have your gear out there. You got people trashing your gear. You got, you know, front men throwing down their SM58s and you tackling them. But uh, is there anything? Never tackled anybody. <laughs> no. Is there, no. uh, Lies is there and anything at Union Street that that just uh, I mean just set you off with with a disrespect to your gear? Because people don't think about that when they're when they're in the crowd that that microphone is owned by somebody or or this that or the other thing. Was there ever a time where you just lost your shit? There, there really was. There really was, and that's uh. one thing I don't want to bring up right now. You know, of course you get upset. I know I've invested in this. You know, I've taken, at that time, I was married. I had two young children, young. And all I was was trying to be the great provider. Right. Mm-hmm. Which so, you always have been. So people doesn't, don't realize that every time I spent money on a SM58, that was $100. You know, there's still that price. But that was... A lot of money back then. Ago. Yeah, it was a lot that of money. That was 30 years ago. Right. You know, that might have been a half of a show. Right. That I'm investing in one microphone. But you, 
you do, you know, realize these are tools. I need these tools daily. Right. You know, just like if you're a carpenter, you need your hammer tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. So you take know? care. So for all any of you band members out there that are listening to this right now, take care of that equipment that you're playing on. Yeah. Because take care of it. It's not just there for you. It's there for the next band that's coming on after you. I remember one show that a guy just literally just destroyed a microphone, a stand, a monitor, and everything else. And they were the opening act. Oh my god. One one show or well no, I mean just <laughs> it, one. It sounds show. like once one a month. One particular show. Right. And I didn't mean it. to do any of that and I apologize. <laughs> no, you didn't. But do it. I had you to go. Was that was that it? Uh, union or, or that was at Union. Was that a Union? That was at Union. Um, I remember one time I got so pissed off at a band, they went out of their way to destroy every monitor in the front line. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I mean, they were smashing, yeah. kicking because yeah. they've seen mm-hmm. some video that it was cool to prop your foot up on the monitor and start beating the shit out of it. Oh yeah. Did they? Did you charge them for that equipment? Well, <clears throat> I tried. Uh, yeah, yeah. The owner would say, I'll take care of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go ballistic mm-hmm. on them, which I, I, I rarely did. And I, I, but this one particular time, this band went out of their way. They literally stomped through the grill of my monitor, right. stomped through the speaker. And when they were done, the guy that did that was a guitar player. I walked up to his guitar amp and I kicked, the front of his guitar amp and I kicked in his speaker and he was like, what the hell are you doing? I need that. And I said, dude, I need that monitor. You Mm -hmm. fix your shit. I'll fix mine. Don't ever do that again. Yes. So that was like one of the only true instances that I really freaked out. Solid. But I wasn't violent to him. Right. I was pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And I got pissed. That sounds like an eye for an eye. Quite often. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. But I got, I, got, I, got, I got pissed quite often. But again, I was very professional. I knew that most of the bands that came in there were excited to play. Right. And mm-hmm. we're on the newer thing. On my career through the years, I've been doing this now. Like I said, I'm the old guy. I've been doing this for 42 years. 4,200 years. Wow. And... I just gave these guys a thing before we started this. I've worked with over 13,652 bands. Wow. Different bands. You brag so much. It's I do. just that's astounding. A, I do. That's but, a precise but number. But that's just why to say, I, I love you. I'm not just doing this for today. Yeah, right. This is my life. Right. So I, I've got so many questions. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so you were at Union. You were at Metro. Yeah. The transition from Union to Metro, there were shows being played at the Scottish Rite Center. Wait, Scottish Rite, yes. You I did, did all of those. You did, yes. you did those shows? You yes. Did those shows? I did all of those. And thank you again for doing those, Sam. That was an awesome they were great. That was a great band. Yeah. I really thought they were going to take off. So Mind I, you, we, um, we all did. Mikey, real quick, we, we got to say, we get, Noel's not on a mic, but he is in here with us. So the no, reference. Classified, you know, an eye for yeah. an eye. Who's so, on the couch? he's just loitering. He's looking good. Hey, he's, you, I knew you, him since you he are was looking a kid. good. My so, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
from uh, it's so rad. As, as like people that were in the crowd at Union and Metro can talk about the differences between the two venues as a uh, as a, a vendor or a, a what, what, I don't even know how to classify. That's, it. that's what it is. It's a vendor. You're I a vendor. Was, I was a subcontractor. What, what are mm-hmm. your what are, what's your perspective on the differences between the two venues well, the and the music, transition? The music at that time changed, so it went from the metal stuff to Nirvana came out and, in my opinion, messed up everything. Because because the metal guys would spend money for a mm-hmm. big giant PA and lights and stuff, and, oh, yeah. and I was a business person, mm-hmm. you know. Granted, I did this as a business, but I also did it for the love of it, and I'm still doing it. Mm-hmm. But the music changed, and so it went from the metal guys to more of the punk or the whatever you want to call it, right? Punk shows the uh, a lot of. Uh, not saying it was bad because I love that music now. But at that time, I was I was like, huh, I I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. You know, again, now I appreciate it. And I remember doing some shows at the Soma on Metro that I was like, holy fuck, this band's playing here? Oh my God. Name is name. Drop well, some names. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. 13,000 so something. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, you'd have Green Day, you'd have, you'd have, uh, Jeremy. Help smashing Pumpkin. Well, I don't really. Yeah. No, but well, again, when Slayer played pumpkins, there, you'd have, uh, you'd have all these guys I don't know. playing it, there. It, Faith and yeah, yeah, Mr. Bungle. Mr. Bungle. Uh, you know? Foo Fighters. My, uh, poor. No, poor, yeah, Poor played there. Oasis. Yeah, you know, right. Dave, I mean, Dave Matthews band. Dave Matthews, yeah. I went, I went to Dave Matthews. I, I didn't do sound. They brought in their own sound company for that. But I didn't. But I, came, I showed up, um, and I was just sitting there, amazed by the drummer, mm, just absolutely so amazed. So good, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, Suicidal was there, or. Um, infectious. infectious groups. Oh yeah, and I went there cool. again to see Steve, Steve Perkins, no. or Robert, Robert on yeah, bass. Yeah, Robert, Robert Trujillo on bass. Yep. Oh and, yeah, and I was amazed again by the drummer, which was a little kid named Josh Freeze. Oh, Josh was. Wow. That's right, Josh was. Yeah, uh, Josh playing was playing, live. and I was like, "Holy yeah, crap, yeah. this guy's amazing!" Yeah. I remember yeah. uh, we're talking about drummers. This I remember is, sitting next to you at the sideshow on Metro Street. While the Aquabats played, yeah, and there's a phenomenal drummer that played for them at the time yeah. called Travis Barker. Yeah, he's all right. Hey, Sammy, I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think it was Josh. I think it was. No, uh, it was. Wasn't it Brooks Wackerman? I no. think Brooks was playing for. No, I don't think so. Because Brooks ended up, he was the drummer for Suicidal. No, and then, but and no, then he went was, to Bad Religion. It was infectious. Was it because Steve Perkins recorded? Yeah. No, Steve I'm from, pretty sure it was Josh. And then I worked with Josh again with Devo. Like, 20, well, Josh was 20, in the Josh was in the later. Vandals. Yeah. Well, again, I might be wrong, but yeah. but so so what I'm getting at is there's all these great musicians, Robo you know, and there's stuff that you remember, drums. and there's people that you remember, you know, just because of who they are, you mm-hmm. know. There's some really great people out there that I've met, and you know, I, I say I've worked with all these musicians, all these mm-hmm. different bands, and I could literally count less than one percent mm-hmm. of bad people. You know, and some people you do have to explain why you're there. I'm here for the same reason you are to have a great show, to put on a great event. 
Because it kind of brings the music, it back into perspective. The music right. is in the blood. Yeah, man. You know, uh, people people come in. You know, they're on the road. They're you know they're stinky. They're tired. They're you know feeling un un unneeded, un- unloved, un- unloved, unappreciated. Burnt out. I know, have a story. Until they get on stage, <clears throat> right? So, I have a so story a about Tony. Come in and they're grouchy and everything else. And I've always been the guy to try to keep the air light. To mm-hmm. say the joke, to just break the ice. Oh, you have the fart jokes on I lock. got the fart uh-huh. jokes. I got the your mama jokes. I got everything. Uh-huh. But it's so oh. great. You know, and, and all of you guys, I've had so much fun after the shows, after all the stress. Right. And, you know, you deal with the, you deal with the show stress. Mm-hmm. But after that is when we blossomed as who we are. Yeah. And we got to just do the stupidest things. <laughs> Say the stupidest things. Never. And, yeah. And Never. we still do. Ne- you know? And no. we still do. And huh? we knew that no, we, had, we did no. a damn good job. We did. And the people appreciated it. We did. It. Yeah. You know, and and I always say, if you don't get noticed during a show, you did an awesome job. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? But as soon as something doesn't work, all, hell every, all heads turn back to the sound guy. You're the guy. Or the lighting yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. the guy. You know, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, you so I, I I always remembered uh, with my stint at Soma Metro uh, between ninety five ninety seven uh, the side shows with you. You'd always be in the booth. It'd be you and Mike Nevison. Yeah, and it'd just be you two back there. And I always had a little place like tucked in between the box office and you and Mike. Yeah, I had a little place over there just to get out of everything because yeah. always I was always a scenester. I'd always see you doodling i still do that you still doodle <laughs> yes yes so, <laughs> so, doodle like crazy so you are you truly are an artist because you're not just good yes. at one thing you're good at multiple things you oh, you you know you're good you. your your ear is amazing um mm-hmm. you know you can play but you what? also draw so you're a true artist yeah, yeah and that's that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that that the people behind the scenes are also artists and are also pushing for for the art well, we, we, we have our talents. We all do, you know? And whether, whether you discover them or they just, you know, I always say straight out, I doodle. You're a doodler. Mm-hmm. I doodle. And that's what I do. I think I it's doodle, doodle to my pants, actually. Okay. Oh, oh. it's Coors Light. But, but it's, oh. it's once everything's running and it's smooth, you don't really have to focus on the band that much. Exactly. I always used to say, I hear everything and listen to nothing. Mm-hmm. You can almost block it out, but anything that stands out, you go boop. That's, I do that's something. when you react. Yeah, I got to do something. Right. Yeah. And uh, that, that you know, my to, whole thing. To, to all the bands that I've ever had the pleasure of working with, you know, I really appreciate you guys. Mm. You know, I appreciate the guys on the back end of it too. You know, Mikey, you started cleaning up the parking lot. Damn straight. You know, Germ, Ugh. you started doing everything. Ugh. I'd go, I'd go into Union Street, and you'd be taking out garbage from last week. Yeah, well, someone had to. You know, because you couldn't leave it outside. They, no one, they were in the band, and no, they wouldn't leave. No, and and so so Germ would literally be taking out the garbage cans, right. and then spraying disinfectant to get rid of the that stench yeah. from the cans being set there. Jerry would come in, and Jerry's a little bit more serious and stuff, 
just overall. That's who he is. Yeah. But he Made came my life in easier. and he was organized. He was mm-hmm. like, we got to do this. We got to do this. Mm-hmm. We got to do this. We got to do this. And oh, not yeah. militant, even though he was in the military at, at the time. That's right. He was organized. I love And I appreciated that. that. Yeah. You know, Mikey, you grew into a cool kid. Thanks. You, know? you really did. <laughs> You know, at at the time, I I was like, this kid is so naive. And I had so no green. idea what the heck was going so on. So green. But so can you, we brought this up in the past, but can you imagine being his age and and working at a venue? How cool! Oh, how cool was that? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those experiences were priceless. Yeah. 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 And being naive was. I mean, was the, a big yeah. part the stories of you're gonna tell your kids. Hey, yeah. when I was 16, I got to see these bands, and right. I was there. I met them. Right. Yeah, and I didn't have to deal with any of the bullshit. Exactly, like no. the real bullshit. No, no business. Bull, it was before bullshit. Yeah, you the, know, the funny they, thing before is, before they had worries. Right. When when your kids are mine and Sammy's age, they're gonna go. We don't. You should probably stop talking because <laughs> the check's already cashed, and I don't need to hear your bull crap about yeah. what you did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then they, and then they go. Oh, can you get me in to see this band? And then, like can you, me, can I you go get me backstage. No, I I. No one knows who I am anymore. That was 25 years ago. Right. And she goes, well, I'm only 20. You're a legend. But, you know, no, she's never said that, but she did ask me to replace her grip tape the other day on her All skateboard. Right. So that, that's a bonus. <laughs> it's, it's coming. Start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's so much. There's so much to go there's over. There's so much. Um, and through the years, I have... Seen everybody except for Jerry, or or tried to keep in contact somehow. Yeah, because yeah. I know even I live up north. That's why. I know, and that's why yeah. you know. But no, I've I bumped into at shows of this and that. You know, I saw you at Puerto Rico Fest down in Chula Vista like six months ago, or I no, those. maybe that was a year no, ago. That was a year ago. Yeah, that was a year ago, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was a fun show. But uh, you know. I brought in everything, and and the promoter was a is a good guy. Don't get me wrong, but unappreciative at the end of it. Yeah. So that'll be my last one. Well, and so, so vendors vendors and, and sometimes get the short end of the stick. I don't need the money. I don't need. I don't need. You know. I've got certain respect issues. Well, there's there's appreciation I'm that Italian. goes. That goes a long way in respect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm Italian or whatever. But, yeah, respect is, is what it's all about. If you feel appreciated, you're going to go way above and beyond. A hundred percent. You know? A hundred percent. And I think that's why most of us have walked. It was because yeah, of yeah, lack of respect. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, you, you would think that a, that a body is replaceable. They're not. They're not. No. You know? I, I, mm. I still hold... All four of you, in my heart, high regards, everything, you know? I could see certain things from Same. each one of you that you, you added to my life, you know? And it's, mm. and it's again, appreciative. I still Absolutely. rap chords. He still raps chords because- Because of you. I told <laughs> him, dude, don't wrap it around your elbow, please. Oh, break, my gosh. break the cables inside. That's the, that's the naive- Yeah. Stretching. <laughs> uh, I, I think we hit it. This podcast was recorded at SGM Studio, the home of Sleeping Giant Music. It was also mixed and mastered by our friends at distinctmastering.com. Music provided by Break Anchor. 
please like us, follow us, subscribe to us, find us. Thank you.